Guys, hello and welcome to episode 10 of Very Cool with Tyler Q. I am your host, Tyler Q. Today on the podcast, we've got an extremely exciting guest. Exciting to me, exciting to some other people out there. His name is Hayden Ringer and we'll be breaking down all things Colorado Rockies baseball. Uh, Some of you might know I'm a pretty big Rockies fan, so I'm having Hayden come on, who's involved in uh, the Rockies Twitter uh, community. He's um, he's a big stats guy, and uh, he writes for this website called Propero, which is an unofficial uh, Rockies blog, which is pretty cool. But um, he's coming on. We're going to preview the Rockies season, talk about some injuries we've sustained so far. Um, he's going to talk about some stats. Also, we're going to bounce around some topics like BYU football. He went on his LDS mission to Vegas. He's got some cool stories about that. And um, also, I don't know if you know, but today, I'm recording this on Sunday, is WrestleMania Day. I wish I could have had someone on to talk about WrestleMania, but it didn't work out. But anyways, uh, some of you might know I'm a big wrestling guy, so today is the showcase of the Immortals. It's the biggest show all year for WWE, so that should be exciting. I'm pumped about that. And also, today is unofficially opening day for the Major League Baseball season. I mean, tomorrow is actually opening day, but they decide to play some games on Sunday, which is kind of lame. But anyways, like I said, Hayden's coming on to preview some Rocky stuff. We're going to talk about baseball, but we're I did my best to not bore you guys about it because I know there's a baseball is boring crowd contingent out there but I think we dived into it uh well enough to not make it too boring keep it exciting keep just even the most casual fan a little bit in the know about what's going on with our favorite team the Colorado Rockies so I think we're going to get into that interview right now we're going to disregard the top five this week just so because me and Hayden went kind of long but it's awesome. Like I said, we're going to preview the Rocky stuff, get into a bunch of other topics. It's a really fun conversation. I hope to keep you guys entertained for about an hour. Like I said, it went kind of long, but it's fun. Hayden's awesome. He is, um, I could sit down and talk to Hayden for probably ever. Dude is extremely charismatic. He's, he just goes and goes and goes. And I really, really had a fun time talking to him. And I think you guys will super, you guys will enjoy him a lot. So, uh, let's get to it. Tyler Q. All right, I am here with somebody you guys may not know. It's my buddy uh, Hayden Ringer. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Tyler. <laughs> doing really good. Doing yes. little, um, like I said before we started, we had I mentioned that everyone who's come on has kind of been in my world of friends or like people friends of friends everybody kind of knows somehow but please introduce yourself to the people so so i'm hayden ringer i'm a i'm a member of the the rockies fan group that that yeah. tyler hangs out in on twitter and <laughs> i try to i try to pretty hard yeah you're, no, you're ty- way more popular ty- than well I am. well here's you know popularity is not the same as quality content i was so. um I was very lucky to even make it into the tournament shout out to brian exactly yeah shout out to brian together, so when is the the next tur- the next round is tomorrow, right? I think. Well, you know, I'm eliminated, so I can't I pay know. attention. No anymore, one cares right? anymore. Since yeah. We're well, now, now that Con- <laughs> now that Connor's out of it, I mean that that poor guy. Who um, who's winning it? I'm th- I think Aaron's gonna win it. Yeah, it'd be sort of funny that a Dodgers fan will win a Rockies Twitter Twitter tournament. It's 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 him or or the official Rockies account. Yeah. Uh, Yard goats are still in it, right? Yeah, Yard goats are still in it. Dana's still in it. So yeah, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Who's yeah, the so, last, um. Purple, I guess Purple Row. Purple Row's in it, and then and then I think uh, BSN beat Drew, who is BSN. Yeah. So which is which is which is which is very funny. Uh, none of the up. none of the PDP guys are anymore. I think they're all gone, right? Oh, maybe Anthony. Well, no, I think I think the I think they're the PDP official okay, the account. Actual, okay. Is in. Again, like I said, as soon, as soon as you're out, you know, you got to move on to yeah. the next season. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm um, I'm bringing Hayden on because uh, 
everyone knows I'm a pretty big Rockies fan, pretty big baseball. I mean, I'm a baseball fan, but I'm a Rockies fan kind of first and foremost. So we're bringing Hayden on to talk a little bit of rocks, a little bit of um, – he's a big stats guy. We're going to talk to him about why he likes stats so much. The and then we're kind of just um, just going to, you know, chop it up about baseball, some spoonerisms for sure. Exactly. So <laughs> he was actually going to – Gonna, if you're not familiar with spoonerism is, it's just kind of distorting a name with like the last letters of like, g- give me a good example. Of well, so, so, so my name's Hayden Ringer. Yeah. So the spoonerism is Raiden Hinger. Raiden Hinger, yeah. And, and the art of spoonerisms is just, especially as it applies to baseball, yeah, yeah. is anytime a player does something bad, you have to spoonerize <laughs> their name on Twitter. Uh, and that it's somehow so will get you. I've been using the spoonerisms for a while. I, I'll use it not even for names, but anything yeah like my girlfriend hates it dude i'll be uh-huh. like we're going out to eat and i'm like let's go to let's go to cougar 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 being or whatever exactly so 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 my 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 my, uh, my younger sister and i we, we live pretty close to each other and and we have it, it's it's a disease yeah. at this point it's uh, funny yeah, I love we're, it. we're driving yeah. around and, and you know we see men's warehouse when's mare house it's and, so and good just... so tell me you were gonna what was your favorite your all-time favorite Spoonerism name, dude. Oh, see, that's and that's hard, and and, and there's just so, there's so many good ones out there. Uh, and then you, when you when you you come onto a podcast now, and you go, okay, what's the very best Spoonerism, especially like a baseball player yeah. I've ever heard? Ooh, um, you know, Quad Charles is a really good one <laughs> for 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 those of you who know who Chad Qualls that's is. Pretty funny. That's that's one of my favorites of all time. I mean, the 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 one that gets used the most on Twitter, though. Is is Bone Lagoon? Bone Bone Lagoon. So, oh man, and, it's uh, so good. Yeah. So um, like I said, we're gonna bring him on to talk a little bit of rocks. Let's start there. Um, you are a Rockies fan. You're not from Colorado, actually, though. So so, so was, how did you get in? Or well, so I was born born in Colorado, okay, yeah, but yeah, moved yeah. to Illinois okay, when right. I was like two. Okay. So I uh, born in Boulder. Uh, my dad went to high school in Colorado. Flat, so flat iron country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right up there, right up there in Boulder. What did and, your family do in? Boulder. So my dad was a master's and PhD student, and my mom was doing her undergraduate when they met, and then, then I came along, and yeah. my dad got a job in, in Illinois at the at ISU there, go Redbirds. Yeah. Sad they missed the <laughs> tournament, and uh, and then so yeah, so that my parents and, and your parents um, Buffs fans too, or yeah, yeah, they are. I, I wish you know. Uh, you know, this season suddenly the Buffaloes were really exciting oh, man, in dude. football, but they were there back when they won the national championship. My dad is a big time Buffaloes fan. And I've only kind of jumped on the bandwagon in the past few years, but this season was so fun to watch. It was, it was so exciting. And, 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 you know, heartbreaking, too, in that, that I really, they weren't able to. I really, 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 really thought they had a chance to maybe keep step with Washington. Oh, yeah. And they did not. They, they didn't. They and played very poorly. They, they so. did. But the, the, the job that, that, that they're doing there right yeah. now is just it's so impressive. Coach Mack. Yep. Coach Mack, it's a little better than Coach Hawkins, yeah, I, think, I, hope, I think you could say. Uh, I hope they're good this season. Any, I mean, as long as they beat Utah every year, that's really all I care I, about. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> all, all in it's on fun, that It's fun, I can't, because I think they play here this year, and we've been going to the past. I think they've only played here twice so far since they've been in the Pac-12. Yeah. And that game is fun to mm-hmm. go to, super, super. I, last year, I mean, the both the first game, I think they missed that field goal. They won the first time, and I think they lost last season a pretty close game. But that'd be fun. That game, that game is always yeah. Well, a lot of the so. Utah games always involve whether it's with Colorado or yeah. BYU. There's missed field goals yeah. at crucial points. <laughs> and uh, are you a BYU? F- I so know you talk about BYU basketball quite a bit on Twitter, but do you yeah. talk? Do you follow BYU football? Yeah, I do. I, I pay attention. I watch. I watch some of the games. You know, I I am I am finishing up my my uh, school at BYU, so I guess I'm sort of. Def, you know, I consider myself a fan, yeah. but uh, but you know, my fandom with teams that aren't doing so well has become sort of a cynical, twisted version of fandom. What's your um? I, what's your thoughts on the Taysom season? Are you glad to see Taysom go? Well, you know, it's tough because you know when he when he was really coming onto the scene and just the fact that you have this guy who's what you know six four, what you know, he's big, yeah. big guy, and he's, beast, he's the dude, fastest yeah. dude on the field. Yeah. And, and he's your quarterback, and he was just the most exciting thing. And then every single year, you know, the first time against Utah State, just gets totally destroyed on, leg, a, on, a, on, on a really nasty tackle, and then, you know, breaks his foot. And, and so, and then when, you know, coming back from all that this year, he definitely did not have the, the quickness that he used yeah. to. But you know, got to feel for the guy because he put his heart and soul into that, yeah. and, and he could have gone on. You know, he's a, actually um, had an internship uh, while he was recovering in finance, and he's actually like, 
he's going to have a huge career there. And so he thought like, man, I like finances so much. I might just forget football. Yeah. Um, but he came back and, and credit to him for, for giving it another go. And I think BYU's got another good young quarterback. Are you excited that, to see the, the program shift more into Tanner, right? Tanner? Yeah, yeah, Tanner. More Mango. into yeah. like his style with like Ty Detmer kind of like leading the charge. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a much more throw the ball, go Which deep sort I of I really, really want to see. Like Taysom, for what it's worth, was a great athlete. Yeah. But I don't really like the like run first offense for BYU well, at all dude. It's, like, it's not the BYU way and it's sort of funny no, I mean, yeah. and so my because once they brought Ty, Ty in you're just like dude they're gonna toss everywhere but yeah, it's like gonna, oh Taysom's coming back well, so, 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 so Ty Detmer as soon as he came my, my, my uncle is telling me that, that expect that expect that BYU's offense is gonna remind you of the Broncos offense this year which which sort of sort of scared me a little bit given the what the Broncos had just gone through on yeah, offense yeah. You, you're a Broncos fan too Broncos fan okay. way, way more yeah. way more into the Broncos than I would ever be into into the the Cougars, okay. definitely. Because I'm a big Bron- Broncos fan yeah. as well in this season. Yep. We'll save that for another podcast. We will save that for another one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to Rock's talk. Rock's um, talk. Where did, you, where did your love for the Rockies start? So, Have you always been a, been a baseball fan? Well, so, so as a kid, I, I, could, I didn't know. Because growing up in Illinois, you were, you're were a you distance. A, were you a Cubs fan? No, okay, no. Never, never had good. any interest in the local teams. Uh, you know, remember when the Broncos won their, the first Super Bowl um, in 97 – I remember showing up to school the next day wearing my Elway jersey. Yeah, just yeah. Proud Me to too, man. It. Me too. Because Central Illinois, actually, a lot of people there are Packers fans, not Bears fans. And so there were a ton of Packers fans, it, that kids around there, and I was just very proud of that. So never had any interest in the local teams. Um, but I also didn't really pay that all much attention to sports until I was getting more into high school. And then 2007 came around, and my dad comes into – you know, I get home from school one day, and he says, you know, your Rockies, you know, they've won you know seven games in a row here at the end of the year, and they're kind of getting interesting. And so I started, you know – Getting in, you know that just Rocktober there, and it, yep. it was so they they won, they 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 clinched the, the game. One sixty three was on my birthday in two thousand. Oh, really? And so I remember staying up until what was it? You know, probably like one in the morning. Did in, holiday in touch the plate for your birthday? Uh, holiday touched the plate <laughs> for my birthday. It, 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 absolutely, I, I I'm I'm convinced that he touched the plate. <laughs> it's a shout out to Nick 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 Trem there for uh, it. It's funny because I I started I. When they initially started their season in 93, that's when I got on board, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I felt, I think, I just got into more, like, high school, just friends and, like, skateboarding and whatever, like, video mm-hmm. games and stuff. But So I kind of fell off in the, like, 2000s or whatever. I don't really, that's a very blank period. There's not me. a lot of and memories Rockies, of the oh, Rockies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, like, it wasn't until, like, many seasons ago that, like, I was like, uh, who's the, who managed them for a second? Jim Leland, right? I well, had, Jim Leland I had no bit, idea yeah, Jim, yeah. Jim Jim Leland was the manager. Well, yeah, for like and then the whole World, World, World Baseball Classic, bringing so, all the memories back. I mean, I think I came back in in like 2005, 2006. But once Rocktober hit, that's when I was like back. I, mean, I think a lot of people were back. In, oh, like, definitely. The Rockies had nothing, nothing going on for a yeah, long, long time. Yeah, it was, it was time, Todd so. and the toddlers yeah. for a long time. <laughs> Uh, so that's it's so Rocktober pretty much kind of brought you back into the fold. Rocktober so. and then and then just getting older and, and being friends with people who are into sports yeah. and realizing that man, these guys know all these players that I've never heard of before. I was you know, I ran cross country and, and, and I actually remember one particular uh time I was out with with, with two of my best friends uh on a summer run and they were they, one was a Cubs fan, one was a Cardinals fan, and they were going back and forth about, you know, oh man, this Cubs player sucks and oh this Cardinals player sucks and I and I'd never heard of these guys. So I remember going home that day, and I just got on Google and I started Googling baseball players. Yeah. And then now here we are, you know, what is it, you know, nine years later after that, and I am by far the most interested in baseball yeah. of the three of us. It's, I think once you get oh – ah, man, baseball is just so I, – I love to watch baseball. Absolutely. I know people hate watching it. It's so boring, blah, blah, blah. It's like I love to just come home from work and sit down and just watch a baseball game. It's got a great it's, pace to It's it. one of the – I don't know what it is, but I think baseball is so easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe live it's different because you're like out in the sun, sweating, blah blah blah, in the uncomfortable seats and stuff or uh-huh. whatever. But it's like watching baseball at home is so relaxing to me, dude. I I, I think I watched almost every Rockies game the past like three or four years, like yep. almost every game. If I'm in a space to like actually get to watch them or whatever. So yeah, yeah. You, if, like, how do you? What is your relationship with watching baseball? A hundred percent in. If the Rockies are like, just like you, if the Rockies are playing, and yeah. if I have a screen, yeah. the Rockies are on the screen. How do you watch most of your? Do you? You probably don't have 
direct TV at your place. No, like, I've, got, you I've got access to, to MLB sports TV right now. Yeah. Um, but I was, you know, I do have MLB.tv, so I'll watch a lot of other games. If the Rockies aren't playing that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like the worst thing is like getting done with class and like, okay, when's the Rockies on today? Oh, they don't play today. I'm thinking, oh, Chuck's like, you, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Do you listen to a lot of games? Yeah, or? I do. And that's actually, and, and, and that's how. Who does the play? It's Schimmel, right? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Schimmel. I like him Morgan. a lot. They're great. He's I think really they're nice. a great crew. Can you ever distinguish the two voices? No, no, I will I never I think know. sometimes they sound exactly the same. Well, I can never, ever tell. They're unique in that they switch off who's calling play-by-play. Who's the right? other guy that helps him? So it's, it's uh, Jerry Schimmel and Jack Corrigan. Okay. Yeah. But there's, there's times where, like, There'll be a break in like the play-by-play, and then another voice comes on. And you're like, I cannot tell who's the voice. Yeah, voice yeah, is. no, no. I, I expect that if I if I ever meet them, that, yeah. that I'll expect it's just one person yeah, yeah. that can speak in two different voices. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, just sitting down, and, like, how do you explain to people who think baseball is like so boring? Like, what is your counter argument to like that? Um, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. Right? You just not care. Like, do do your do your own thing. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some of that, right? There's something like do your own thing. Um, but, you know, I, I have always been into, like, the stat side of it. And yeah. so, so so part of the excitement, at least early on, especially, you know, 2010 when Ubaldo was on his crazy run. Oh, man, yeah. Um, and, and so it was, it was exciting to watch him pitch every day just because, one, he was dominant and just blowing guys away with 101 miles an hour down the pipe. And, and Did you watch his no-hitter game? Oh, yeah. I was at yeah. home by myself eating – uh, take out Chinese food, yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting on the floor in the living room. When I realized it's it's the fifth inning, and I don't think they've he's given up a hit yet, yeah. and he's walked, but he's walked, know, he's walked like eight guys, right? Uh, <laughs> Is that the most walks in a no hitter? I'm sure the stats not. No, in front of us, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's been more than that. That's I think, a I think, lot. I think, of I think walks even that year, that's crazy. Edwin Jackson yeah. threw a no hitter that year for the Diamondbacks. I think he had more walks than Ubaldo. That's crazy. Well. He threw like eight. 140, yeah. 150 pitches. <laughs> In his no-hitter. And then, did you, keeping on the Ubaldo subject, did you, they traded him the next year, right? Uh-huh. Do you remember, did you watch that game where they traded him? No, so I, that was where actually. Where they pulled him in, like, the first inning? That was wild So I, I think, I think we were talking about this at, at some point. So I, so, so I went on the, the, the LDS mission. That's right. And I was in Las Vegas when okay. it went down. So, so, so once a week I'm getting emails from my dad, and my dad's emails to me were, were, were the same thing. Two sentences about what's going on with him, and then like eight paragraphs about the Rockies. Yeah. You know, t- <laughs> Tulo is currently hitting you know two ninety yeah, yeah. with this many were home you, runs. Were you keeping up with baseball on your mission as much as you could, or was it kind of just like, yeah, man, I got to be out for two years or what? Yeah, I mean, so so they definitely, uh, you know, and I, and I have my own feelings on on how I would run the world if I were in charge of everything. Yeah. But <laughs> there's, there's certainly you know for, for, for missionaries they they don't get uh, a lot of access yeah. to that on their own, um, and that's by design. Uh, but you know, if you have a if you have a dad who who thinks that you should be knowing what's going on with yeah, baseball, yeah. you'll find out a lot about it. So, yeah. so sticking on the, I, it's one of my topics. Yeah. So the, the mission. Um, did you were you living in Illinois at the time when you went to? Because you went to your mission on Vegas, right? Yeah. Did had you ever been to Las Vegas before? I had been in the Las Vegas airport just to get here to okay. Provo for yeah. my freshman year of okay. college, and that had been the only time yeah. I'd been. Did you was your Mission, the Vegas mission, or was it Henderson? So, so Las Vegas West okay. is what it's called. Um, so I spent probably half of the time, half of the two years, well, a little less than that, outside of Vegas proper. Okay. Um, a little town. So, some of you may have heard of Pahrump, Nevada. Um, it's I a, have not. Actually. Well, so, so it's out there, and, and if you have a bad opinion, you'll think it's a dumpy place. And if you have the correct opinion, like I have, it's, it's a fantastic yeah. place. And, and the reason I think that is just I had a lot of really positive life experiences. But, I mean – Everyone has this like vision of Vegas, like oh Las Vegas, the oh, lights, yeah, dancers, the gambling, the hookers, blah uh-huh. blah blah. Like oh, yeah. when you when you opened your mission call, what was your first like thoughts? Well, so so I, I had actually, like this is gonna be wild. Well, yeah, so so certainly like you know for for those who who are familiar with the with the process, you know you you find out by opening up a letter from yeah. that comes from from the church headquarters, and and there it is, you know it says you're you're going here, and. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation of like, oh man, what if I go to like Mongolia? Yeah, yeah. You know, wow, I could be, I could be there. You know, I could be, it could be like in the middle of Africa or like, you know, in Paris. Yeah. And, and so, you know, at first when you see a place that is like, you know, in the same time zone as you nearly, yeah, yeah. you're sort of thinking, oh man, that's not that far away. Uh, but then you really, okay, it's Las Vegas, right? So you're thinking, am I going to be like hanging out by the casinos? <laughs> you know, and it turns out that no, you're just, yeah, yeah. you're in, you're in a suburban desert town. Did you ever go to the strip for anything? No, that was actually on the other side of our boundaries. Okay. Um, were you allowed what, what was the rules regarding that don't go <laughs> just, just not <laughs> don't okay. go yeah it makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know it's because i don't i mean i've been to vegas a lot and i don't think i've ever seen 
I mean, there's a ton of people on the strip, so you don't yeah. really think about it. You wouldn't it. notice the two guys yeah, in suits oh, with Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's wild to think about. So that was yeah. like, just, definite, just don't go down Definite no-no. Okay. That makes yeah. sense, yeah. But, you know, at, 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 I've been back back since, and yeah. I would love to, to do just a fun weekend hanging out. I mean, this, some of those places are just the amount of money that, that went into building those cas- those casino resorts yeah. is impressive, and just like you know, I've seen the Bellagio fountains, yeah. and that's a, just a fun show. And well, now it's going to the Raiders Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's such. A, How do you feel about the move? Being an AFC West fan, well, I hate the idea of sports teams moving in general. Yeah, uh, you know, the NFL is just so so filthy rich. Yeah, you know, it's one thing if it's this you know franchise that has been terrible for a long time, but the Raiders were good last yeah, year, yeah. and why? I mean, most of these stadiums are taxpayer funded. Like, yes. Why can't the NFL step in and help build a stadium with the money the NFL makes? Well, so, so they can. It's just that they don't because that's if it. they don't, they keep the money. That's so. It doesn't make. Like, if you want to keep a team in that city, which I'm sure Roger Goodell doesn't care about. Obviously. No, he doesn't. He does not care. He doesn't but, care. <laughs> but if you're going to say that, spend some of the money and, like, Put it in Oakland or do something. Yeah. So you don't have to have those. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I have a bunch of friends who are Raiders fans, and they're kind of, like, excited about it. They don't live in Oakland. They all live here. But they're excited because they, now they can just drive six hours and go and see the Raiders. But it's like, this isn't – it's not really the Raiders anymore. No, know? no. So. It's, it's, it's different, right? You know, the, and, and the, the Raiders' identity is caught up so much in their fan base. Yeah. Uh, you and know, just having a team in Vegas is, like uh, – it's weird because Vegas is – Vegas is not a market at all, really. No, it's not. Isn't it, it like the forty-four or 49th biggest like market in the United States? It's like it's not. It's close, not. It's you know? not huge at all. And 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 part of it is that uh, you know there's a reason they haven't had a a pro team. Yeah, there's until a reason. suddenly now they have a hockey team and a football team. Uh, but the the city, and that's the thing, you know, the, the, where where you want to go as far as from the owner's perspective has a lot to do with with which which city is going to fork over the most cash. Even them wanting to move to San Antonio was pretty crazy because that's like that's a city that can only bear. I mean, the Spurs are they're great, but it's like it's not a big bit either, right? It's well, San Antonio is a pretty big market, and and I mean, it, I like, guess you have like the Dallas and Houston, kind of else around it or whatever but. yeah yeah and i think i think you know i just didn't want them to go to san antonio because yeah. one of my best friends is from san antonio yeah. <laughs> and i couldn't conscience the fact of him being a raiders fan which he promised me that he would become a raiders fan if they moved there so, so. let's um let's you know veer off football for a second yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back into baseball for a second yes. so um what's who who have been some of your favorite rockies players so if you'd asked me in 2010 unquestionably ubaldo jimenez really yeah and, and i'm i'm always the the pitching a pitcher is he was really really fun to watch oh, because he's he was so fun. the first good Rockies pitcher in a long 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 time and and not you know Aaron Cook was good but but Aaron Cook you could learn everything about him by the box score yeah right I mean you could look and see I guess oh. for, I guess Francis was pretty good he was yeah. pretty fun Fog was pretty good for a sec but but Ubaldo was the first the first flamethrower ace I guess you could call him the ace, ace. Yeah, yeah yeah and 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 where he was you know he was leading the league in ERA and you know, he was fifteen and one by the All Star break so so unquestionably. Favorite Rockies player for my formative, you know, earliest yeah, sort of yeah. early experience. I mean, Matt Holliday. Actually, I really loved Brad Hopp before Ubaldo. So it's probably if I was go through, it was it was Brad Hopp, then Ubaldo Jimenez, then Tulowitzki, and I've probably settled now on John Gray. Yeah, yeah, and maybe in and, and in between Nolan Arenado, uh, in between all that. Were you around um, for like? I guess I don't know if you were. Were you around for like the classic, like Blake Street Bomber guys? Oh yeah, and and like you know, you know, of course, you know, as a kid, like you know, I was a big, big, big Galarraga fan, dude. Yeah. I loved Andrew Galarraga. Yeah, so I was I, a big Dante guy too. I had a Larry Walker shirt as a yeah. kid. Yeah, but, but I mean, and the truth was, is, is my Rockies experiences when I'm ten or ten or eleven is a couple games a year when we're visiting grandma and grandpa, and uh, you know, they were they were the ESPN game. And my dad was watching, yeah, yeah. right? So it wasn't until I was much older that I started to say, I like baseball yeah, yeah. because I, that's what I like. How many, um, I know we were kind of talking about this on the car ride over, mm-hmm. but how many, how many games have you been over there to in Denver? Ooh, uh, I'd say I've probably only seen maybe 16 total, that's I guess. Lot. I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, yeah. That's probably yeah. more than I've been to. Yeah, so. well, it's somewhere around there. When was, the, what was the, when was the first game you went to? Definitely when I, before, you know, I... I couldn't even tell you. Maybe when I was five. When they were in, were they still in Coors or were they I in think, my I, life? I think they were in Coors at that okay. point. Um, I, do, I mean, I, I do remember taking the train from, because my grandparents lived in Longmont. And I remember taking the, the, 
they had you know like a bus or a train service that would take you into in near and we'd get it off and go into Coors and I definitely remember all that and I think we were in the rock pile nice uh, I've actually I've never sat in the rock I think next time we go I would like to sit out there yeah you gotta have that have, yeah. have that as an That'd experience just that straight like dead sin or yeah, like, right. yeah get, get some binoculars <laughs> and you'll just have like it's a, a broadcast view of the when was the last there. time you said you went last summer right last summer so I saw him play the Diamondbacks twice last summer um, won both games uh Carlos Gonzalez hit the most beautiful yeah. home run, oh. just the bat drop. Beautiful. Oh, he's, his swing. It's so he, nice, When he man. hits a home so run, nice. it's as beautiful as, as ever has been hit. It's, I've, I've had arguments with people about like whose swing is the best, and it's, it's like I know I'm a homer, but it's, it's cargo, man. His swing is just it's so perfect, man. Like yeah. you said, like when he gets that extension and the bat just kind of like hits the ground. Exactly. It's so his, his follow through puts the bat right where it's perfect. That it's like the the, the end of it's already on the ground. Yeah. He just has to let go, and he's already staring off. It's that perfect rainbow where like he swings it and it just comes around and it lands on the ground. Exactly. So exactly. And he, he can just he can just let go of the handle and start walking to first, and and it, it's it's great. I so so yeah. It's got to see him hit one of those. I, I called a Charlie Blackman leadoff home run. Yeah. I said I I told so I was there with my my sisters, my brother in law, and and a, and a classmate. And uh, I think the Diamondbacks had scored in the top of the inning. And I said, Charlie Blackman on the one-two pitch is going to hit one there. And I pointed into right field. And it was just total, total BS. I mean, just whatever, <laughs> right? But, you know, Charlie Blackman's yeah, yeah. a good bet if you're yeah, going to yeah. guess a leadoff home run. And, and next thing I know, whack! And, and it's the one-two pitch out into right field. So, uh-huh. so that was a, it, was a fun, it was a fun, fun time out at Coors last year. Keeping on, like, um, just I guess we'll kind of start off with this season. This season. With some season projections predictions yes yeah projections is the word i like the, to hear right <laughs> the rockies were poised to be very good this season but they, they have had some heinous injuries right they now. have and, and, and the, the the saddest one is is losing chad bettis uh, so for bummer, those of you dude. who don't such know such a bummer chad bettis is is one of the best he's one of the best guys in the game one of the best human beings and he was diagnosed with cancer last year um and had surgery and and, and appeared to be good to go and then just found out uh, this month, uh, uh, like literally before the season is about to yeah, start. Yeah, in spring much. training, yeah. finds out that, that the cancer has spread, um, and and he's you know he's probably going to be be fine. Obviously, like chemotherapy is 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 a terrible thing to have to go through, um, and and you would not you know if there's someone who can handle it, it's Chad Bettis. Yeah. And and you're you know we're sad we're missing out on him pitching, but more that it's Chad Bettis. Why yeah. would you know you don't want this guy? He to have seems cancer. like like whenever he pitches or just is in the dugout like he seems like a dude who you would just want to like hang out with he Absolutely. seems like a rad dude he's a, he's a he's a cool guy from from all accounts yeah what so. other what other injuries are we we going through so right so now? so we're, now, now we're getting to the point tell us where, about our big our big money signing dude well so the, the tough part is is that it's it's continuing this i think that that someone in the rockies organization pissed off the the god of hands because the Rockies have had more hand Dude, injuries so, and finger so injuries. many so many hands Trevor Story going down last year with a what broken finger right yeah 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 he yeah he, he tore he tore something in one of it tore an important ligament one of his fingers so it's hard to grip the bat let's talk about that for a second like I always, I think about this all the time is like having your entire body be like perfectly fine except except like your finger pretty much right uh-huh like just the fact that you can do like you see the guys run out on the field, and it's like, dude, I could do that. But it's like my f- one few fingers are, like, holding me back from doing it. I know. It's and, such and a, a bummer, And dude. a guy who was in a great season-like story, a great rookie season. Um, For those of you who don't know, Trevor Story, at one point at the beginning of the season, was having – like, baseball has been around for a long, 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 long time. Like, yeah. 120 years, right? Well, uh, uh, you know, w- more than that as far as, like, even records yeah. are kept. Yeah, He was having – a, a season that was like no one had ever done before. Uh, you know, as far as like a rookie shortstop, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. His rookie season, like having this historic season, where like, like I said, baseball has been around for a long time, and there's been a lot of players. So, and so, he was having a season for the record books. Yeah. So, so he started off his year by hitting six home runs in his first four games, and I think his first four hits were all home runs. So, <laughs> so, so uh, oh man, that was. The beginning of the season was so so much fun to watch. The op- opening day, as the the, the opening series, just the, crushing Zach Ranky, dude. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, hitting 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 a pair off him and cargo's and, uh, homer that was like, <laughs> well, yeah, that, the one that, that got ten feet off the ground <laughs> yeah, yeah. from bat. To, so nuts, to, dude. To the stands, but uh, I guess um, who uh, 
Desmond, keep yeah, going. Yeah, so, so, so Ian Desmond. So, so the you, hand gods, dude, yes, have, yeah. have so, been appeased. So. So, so Ian Desmond is an interesting situation because there's no question that Ian Desmond is a really, really good baseball player by major league standards. Yes. So, so granted, everybody who's played in the major leagues is amazing, but Ian Desmond, even among major leaguers, is really, really good. Just the question is, um, for those of you who don't know, Ian Desmond uh, is pri- primarily a shortstop, played in the outfield last year. He's known as being a good defender and a solid hitter. Um, but the Rockies are planning on putting but, him at, at first base. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's one thing he is not. He is not a first baseman. So. <laughs> yeah, at least at least not in a major league game yet. Oh, crazy. Um, and, and, you know, you know, it, from, some, from, from some angles on it, you look and see, wow, the Rockies have a lot of good hitters. So, so you, can, you can sort of afford to put a guy like Desmond who may not be a, a classic thumper. Yeah. You know, you're, you're sort of Albert, you know, of course, you know, very few guys are Albert Pujols in, in prime. But, you know, he's not your classic slugger, yeah. slow slugger at first base. He's, he's, got, he's actually a really good base runner. Like I said, he's a really good defender. Um, he's got good power, but not not fantastic. Um, but he's not the prototypical hitter for first base. And so the sort of raised eyebrows uh, when that signing was announced, and, and not just when it was announced, but that as as the, the the weeks went on, that the Rockies continued to not trade an outfielder yeah. and move Desmond, there, uh, that he stayed at first base. Who's the guy they should have got from? Uh, was it t- Toronto? Yeah, yeah. So so the rumors were they were going to try to trade center fielder Charlie Blackman. Yeah. For Marcus Stroman. That's right, Stroman, yeah. Uh, who, who, if you paid attention to the World Baseball Classic, had a pretty impressive... Oh, man. Pretty impressive World Baseball Classic. Did you watch classic. all of the World Baseball Classic? I didn't watch all of it. Most most um, of it? Yeah, the, especially the tail end. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really, like... Especially, like, after football's gone. I don't pay attention to basketball at all. It was just nice to have that, like, chunk of baseball to, like, wet your palate before, like, the season starts. Well, and, it was, and it was... So fun to watch. It was exciting. Dude. I mean, this was playoff quality. It was nice to have a few Rockies guys kind of involved too. Yeah, so that's, yeah, well, why, I think, never, we, that's we, why I think I kind of watched it mostly. We, we, we never saw Jake McGee after we, the first <laughs> round. So <laughs> it was funny every time they'd be like, "Jake McGee's warming up," and you're like, "Is yeah, he going to come in?" But he would just never come the in. The Purple Dinosaur Podcast guys were, were on the Jake <laughs> McGee watch for me, which I appreciated. Um, so who else got hurt? Um, we got Desmond Bettis. Oh. Uh, Tommy Murphy's Tom out. Tom Murphy's out, and 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 once again, you know, so it's not technically hand, but it's wrist, yeah. which counts. And my, it's it's yeah. it's forearm and hand. It's injuries. definitely yes. <laughs> the this part right here, arm, fingers, fingers to elbow to arm to, yep. to like shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So so and 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 his is his is one you know, not just you know injuries in general, but like freak injuries. Yeah. So so Tom Murphy hurt his on the follow through of a swing by Anthony Rizzo. The bat hit Tom Murphy's Bummer, wrist, dude. And and by for as far as we know, you know, it hurt. And it felt sore. And then the next day, Tom Murphy's participating in the, the spring training bow shooting competition and, <laughs> and, and uh, doesn't win it. But afterwards, he you know, talks to the trainer and says, you know, my, I guess you know, my wrist is still sore. Yeah. Again, this is what I sort of surmise happened. And uh, they do an x-ray, and he's got a hairline fracture. Um, and so, one, Tom Murphy's a, a tough son of a gun yeah. uh, you know, who got his arm broken and then shot a bow the next day. We met him at the um – the Rockies caravan when it came through, and he seems like a rad dude. Yeah, I like him yeah. a lot. I was really, really bummed out when he went down. Yeah, and then then also losing David Dahl so far right. to a, a a ribs at ribs, right? Yeah, so it's a stress reaction, which is sort of like a precursor to a stress fracture, yeah. as far as I've read. And so it's really good. I was they caught it so early. pumped to watch him. I mean, he said he's only going to be out for like five games this season, right? That's yeah, they, well, so he, he hasn't swung a bat yet, and so that's kind of the worry. Is, that's, is, yeah, that's important. <laughs> you know, there, there's, a, there's, there's the, sort of the, the standard timeline for injury recovery, but you just don't know. Let's get him back because he also was having, like, a really, really rad season when oh, he came yeah. to Master. Oh, he was yeah. really fun to watch. He, he destroyed both what double, he hit? triple, and the major league. Tri- double A, triple A, and the major leagues. What was his on-base, like, record he had going on? Or what was the record well, so he yeah, had? He started off um, getting a, a, a hit in... I, I believe it was seven, his first 17 consecutive major league games, was rad, which was dude. a record. So rad. Um, I think tied the record. Uh, I can't remember if he tied it or, or, or set it outright. Then he went like, it was like 26 games, like getting on base or something. Like, yeah. Some crazy record like that. Yeah. And then our hero, John Gray, <laughs> his, they had everybody like gasping for breath when he went oh. out with like a foot. His foot was sore, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had a, a little, little toe, little toe problem he got uh, in the, an earlier game. If he went out, I probably would have just like, let's just fold this season. Let's try again next season. Dude. Yeah. Cause that would have been like just the icing on the cake. Like our ace who was so, so fun to watch. I'll tell you year. right now, John Gray 
will be when he finishes his time with the Rockies, he will be considered the best pitcher in Rockies history. His, I will when, say that now. He was also at the the caravan thing, and uh-huh. like I was like, your 16 strikeout game last year was the funnest baseball game that I have watched, like. Almost ever. It was, that was so, that, so fun to watch. The, the, the handful of games that are in, at least my heart as a Rockies fan, is obviously game 163 in 2007. Yeah. You know, that, that's, a, that's one of the most special games in, in baseball history. Yeah. Um, Ubaldo's no-hitter is up there as well. Um, and, and right with it is John Gray's 16 oh, strikeout game. So and, much fun. And, and that, I think, I think, you know, it was not a no-hitter, but you have to consider that maybe the best – start by any starting pitcher in it last season so and rad. certainly so good man the best start by a Rockies pitcher in team history just seeing his emotion getting that like six, 16th K was like like it gave me goosebumps oh yeah and, 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 and I was so I was so worried that Walt Weiss was going to pull him after the stupid eighth so I was stupid. like I was like Walt you, if you if you pull him I mean it's already I've never decided never to forgive you yeah. for your bullpen problems but but if you pull John Gray now like you know that that is an unforgivable sin and so when he left him in was that was the best. I'm sitting on my couch yeah. and, and I'm and I'm ready to see him. I'm pretty sure I jumped out of bed when oh, he yeah. did it, dude. Yeah, best game of last year <laughs> as a Rockies. I'm fan. pretty sure our friend Nick Stevens asked the other day on Twitter. He's like, "What do you think Walt Weiss is doing right now?" So, what do you think Walt Weiss is doing? Yeah, right he's now? probably having a good time somewhere, right? I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, like know. honestly, what do you think he's doing? Like, do you think he's gonna get back into managing somewhere? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that high school job is probably still open if he wants it, right? Yeah, and, and that's sort of like the the, the thing that, that Walt always gets ragged for is that oh, you know, he's a high school manager, and if you want to make fun of of the Rockies, you know, an easy th- point that's to a pro- out, <laughs> they hired a high school manager. That's an easy easy target. But to his credit, you know, he was a major league player, yeah, and he'd been tight with the Rockies organization. And as much as I could not stand the degree to which he, you know, his management of the bullpen, he also had a terrible bullpen, yeah, and. You know, he was hard he to was, manage something that's dealt, not very good in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he was dealt a bad deck, and and by all accounts, the players love the guy. So, as much as I am super pumped for Bud Black to be around, because I think it's time that, that the Rockies have a guy who has a a you know kind of the classic thing is a, is a proven record, you know, in the major leagues. I'm so excited for Bud this year, dude. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, and, yeah, to and watch you got him. to meet him yeah. at the at the the fan meetup as well. This and, is a uh, bummer because. The Rockies had this caravan thing that came through Salt Lake. Yeah, this is my most embarrassing story of the last year. (laughs) So (laughs) me and Brian are sitting there and waiting for Hayden to, like, get off the train and get up there. And I think Nick texted me and was like, dude, Hayden can't get in because he forgot – or. Your license was expired, Yeah, right? yeah. So, so I don't have a car, and I've sort of just, you know, I'm from Illinois. My driver's license says Nevada, and, and it expired. Oh, you have a license from being on your mission? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I got my license renewed there. So, so I can't, you know, I don't live in Nevada anymore, so I can't renew it with You're them. You're a man without a home. Dude. Exactly. Right. So, and, and Illinois, I can't renew. I mean, I could, you know, go back and renew with them, but it's not like I have, a, you know, a current Illinois license. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just sort of like, ah, whatever, and I'm a terrible procrastinator. Yeah. You know, I, you know the, nothing motivates me like the last minute. That's such so, a bummer because they... It says on your license you are 21. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, just let this guy in. He's old enough. Who cares where he's from or it's expired? Just let's go. Just let him in. Yeah, so, yeah. Utah has some has some. Did you do any like haggling that. with them to like let you in, or they're just like, no? I tried to not. look as sad as possible. Yeah, and because I was that sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. We were and, bummed uh, you could make it. So that was. Oh, really I, was, fun. I was. You know, so I went down to Apollo Burger and waited. You know, <laughs> then, then, then you guys were nice to. You Which know. is an all right consolation because Apollo Burger totally rules. But oh, I didn't eat anything. I just sat. You just there. sat there. I just sat there. Oh, sat. I just sat there. <laughs> When all these, some of your favorite rocks players are in town, yeah, yeah, John, so yeah, John Gray, John Gray, my favorite player is yeah. right there. You know, I walk in and I can I can see the guy. You know, I could probably just just wave at him right now. There's David Dahl, there's John Gray, there's Tom Murphy. There's you look Bud like Black. The, the kid, the poor kid in like the the window during Christmas, exactly, like, looking exactly. at the family eating the turkey. Exactly, dude. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get past the didn't get past the security at the the high class establishment. So as far as predictions go, if we can get everybody back healthy, how do you how do you envision this? Rocky seasons going well, so they are now. They're sort of the dark horse, or at least they were before the injuries, right? They're sort of the in in the industry, yeah. the dark horse wild card contender. And I I hundred percent agree with that. I think the the rotation, um, even though losing Chad Bettis, I think the starting rotation is going to be one of the best in team history, if not the best in team history. Tyler Anderson was also super fun to watch yes, this year. Yes, Tyler Anderson is a stealth ace. Yeah, he he is stealthily. As good or nearly as good as John. If we can get a lot of Tyler Chat good, yeah, we'll a lot of good. Tyler Chat good. <laughs> we'll be good. Uh, and and then the you know and what's different from this season as opposed to last ones as far as because every year someone that you plan on being in the starting rotation is going to be hurt. Dude, injuries have just like I know it's just such a cliche thing to say about any sports team, but like 
oh man, the Rockies have been absolutely destroyed by injuries the yeah. past few seasons. Yeah, dude. and and especially you know, like to, like I said, Trevor Story just like being healthy, being an actual healthy person, and just watching him like with his hand like taped up on the yep. dugout every day was like just so like soul crushing to watch, yep. dude. Well, and and then with with pit, with you know in the past when the Rockies have lost a starting pitcher, you know the options have been okay. Well, I guess. I guess John Garland is going to be in our <laughs> rotation, or or Jamie Moyer. Yeah. And, oh my and God. This year, Jamie instead, Moyer. This year instead. Now, now you know, Jeff Hoffman, uh, Rockies, uh, perhaps a best or second best yeah. prospect or third best, depending on how you look at it. Mr. Rex um, Specs. Is that what you would call his glasses, right? Oh, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. I haven't I haven't heard that one yet. But, That's funny. But you know, so so he's a name people know. Um, but then there's also German Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Antonio Senzatela. Um, the options behind Chad Bettis are actually good yeah, yeah. this year. And, and, if, and if not, like, proven major leaguers, they're prospects. Who's the the name is escaping? But who was the super skinny kid last year that pitched really good for a few games? Miguel Castro. Yeah, Castro. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, I like so watching he's, him. He's the flamingo. Freaking flamethrower. Yeah. Dude. So, like, the longest legs I've ever seen. Yeah, no, and, and if, he, if, he gets, if he gets all of it put together, he could be a great piece for the Rockies yeah. in the bullpen. I liked watching him last but, year. But, you know, the big picture on this season is – is the starting rotation I think is going to be really good even without Chad Bettis, um, and you know, the the obviously the Rockies Rockies are going to hit especially at home and that's not Coors that's not Law Coors that's <laughs> you know the Rockies are, the Rockies are going to be able to hit uh, the question is just going to be um, do they mean you know once everyone's back and healthy you know how how many games does Desmond end up missing and Dahl and Murphy what is his actual pro- like projection to come back it was like four to six weeks or something yeah like. so so the, it, we're looking like like maybe missing a couple weeks of the season or maybe a month depending on on just how he's feeling I mean I was excited to watch him play obviously mm-hmm. I, being the big like free agent money signing but like I really like Mark Reynolds I'm glad he's back sure I yeah. think he played. Fairly decent last year. I like watching him. He had a, he had a lot of big like clutch home runs for us. He, last year. he walked off one of the games yeah. I was at. With oh, he did. He went to that so. game. That was yes, sick. yes. Was that a Sunday game? Right. Yes, it was yeah, a Sunday that's game. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, so so teams definitely going to hit, and and they're just they're 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 younger. They're better. That you know, none of the none of the people, none of the players they lost off of last year were long term pieces. So you're sort of looking at the the current team that the Rockies have is the future. I would like. Carlos Gonzalez to have a really good season and re-sign with Colorado. Yeah. I would really, really like that. Well, I just want him to have a good season, period, because yeah, yeah. then the Rockies <laughs> make the playoffs, right? But I also, I'm the kind of fan who, like, likes our players as, like, dudes on the team instead of, like, business pieces. Sure. I don't know. It's like, I mean, sports is a business. It's always a business. But, like, I think I become emotionally attached to, like, players, like, super easy. And Cargo is like a dude who I'm like emotionally attached to. Oh yes. I oh, love yes. Carlos Gonzalez. And, and, dude. and that's the thing. As far as like the, the business versus the love, you know, it, it's it's gotta be love first and business as a necessary evil. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the business part's a necessary evil and I mean during the preseason when they're like, Oh, let's move Charlie, move cargo, I'm like, please don't move Charlie. Oh, I, you know, I love Charlie you know, Blackman. And, and 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 I love like just this. His mole is on, looking absolutely Stunning! It is. It is. Yeah, he he's gonna lead the team in 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 hair above replacement. Oh man, just being handsome. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And and I think he's gonna have a great year. So, what are some actual like? What do you actually see this Rockies team doing? Like, what is the best case scenario for us? Okay, best case scenario is the Dodgers have huge health problems. Uh, The Giants bullpen is just as terrible as they used to be. And the Rockies have all the combination of health. Because I think players. San Diego and Arizona will both be very terrible this season. San Diego definitely could be the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Arizona, I don't think starting so. pitcher Yoli shows. Yeah, he's starting day, the season for them, day. right? Old, old, old friend. So that's crazy. So as soon as you know, of yeah. course, the Rockies are going to play the Padres at some point, and Chassin's going to start, and he's going to throw eight innings shutout mm. against. I really them. liked Yoli Chassin. Oh yeah, I liked I, him. I a lot. loved. I loved him a lot too. Uh, but as far as like you know, for the Rockies this year, best case scenario is with, with some help with teams ahead of them struggling, and the team itself performing to eventual like their potential talent. But you know, so you know what these players could be, and just getting there sooner, right? So so guys like like uh, Jeff Hoffman. Well, I mean Jeff Hoffman starting in AAA, but a guy like Kyle Freeland who's a prospect. If he comes, if he shows up and is an average major league starter from day one, yeah, yeah. then suddenly that's an extra couple of wins. Right, and so so I can see this team if things break right, winning 
you know, up towards 90 games. Oh, man. But I think, it, it's just hard because yeah, yeah. it's possible that Kyle Freeland shows up and he has his command problems maybe. You know, he's the, he has, has the nerves or, or, you know, major league hitters adjust to him and he doesn't adjust back as quick as, as, you, would, as you would hope. Um, so you just don't know yet. So there's a lot of uncertainty, but with that uncertainty comes potential to be really good, and if not this year, the year after. Yeah, yeah. So, so what my guess is, if you, if you had to pin me down to a number, I'm going to guess the Rockies win 82 games. It's sort of like the, the 50-50 shot. So, so the chance they, there's a chance they only win like 77. What they win last year? 76, 75? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right there. Um, so so I, you know, the, the team is I mean, definitely But you want to see more than like a – I mean, it's awesome to finish above 500, which we're hoping. Mm-hmm. But like a six-game, seven-game like increase is – it's not – it's good. It's getting in a good direction, but it's like – you want a lot more than six more well, wins. Sure. And, so. and I, think, I think what we just have to remember is baseball is just unique in the fact that, that you can come into the season knowing that you're going to lose 60 and you're going to win 60. Yeah. And, and what happens in the other, the other 42 mm-hmm. um, is what determines your season. Perfect, yeah. Right? That's a good way um, to look at it. So, so a six-game improvement is, is, is pretty huge. That's actually, like A six-game improvement is the equivalent of adding peak Troy Tulowitzki to your yeah. team. Right? Like that's, that's, you know, take a team at, if at some level. If his legs don't fall off. Well, yeah, yeah. Peak, peak healthy Tulowitzki, <laughs> right? Well, peak healthy Tulowitzki is, is, is nearly Mike Trout, yeah, if yeah. you ask me. But, uh, what did you, sticking on Troy for a second, like, what was your thoughts when he was traded? Were, was, you, were you also emotionally attached to Troy oh, Tulowitzki? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I I mean being some, the best player in Rockies history at that point, it, 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 pretty maybe, much. Maybe the most, maybe, I mean, I think you may, you know, Todd Helton, Helton and, for sure. Yeah, Helton and Walker still have to sit ahead of him in sort of the, the pantheon, the yeah, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you but Troy's to, up there, you know, he's yeah. he's the third face on the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he probably is. Um, so I remember, you know, it was a game against the Cubs. Uh, John Axford blew the save. Dexter Fowler hit the home run. I was Ugh. in Florida, Florida on vacation, um, down at a at a little beach house thing with family, and I had wa- I remember watching the game and. And I was tweeting just like crazy of, oh, John Axford is just the worst, and I'm going to find a way to blame this on Walt Weiss. And then all of a sudden, John Heyman, I believe, tweets, too low to Jays. <laughs> and, and this is at 1130 at night. Maybe it's past midnight Eastern time. Um, I was asleep. I didn't know till the morning. Like, I, I can't. Sometimes there's, I just cannot stay up I didn't go to, to watch baseball yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, uh, I, didn't, I didn't sleep that night. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just, you know, okay, well, who's coming back? Who's coming back to the trade? Are they getting Aaron Sanchez? Are they getting Daniel Norris? And then it comes out that Jose Reyes is involved, and that's kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then this is pre-domestic dispute. Yeah, Jose this is pre that. So, yeah. so, so it's, not, it's not that, you know, it's just that, like, wait, the Rockies it's are— It's just kind of washed up Jose Reyes yeah, at the point. Yeah. So. And, and, and so, the, you know, that's, that's for another conversation yeah. on, on just— the wisdom in, in getting him back, but it was just you know realizing that they they actually traded him. Yeah. It was something that that as much as at times I had convinced myself it was the right move, I had never grappled with the reality of it actually happening. Still, the the image that will always stay in my mind is the shot of Tulo in the dugout, yep. where somebody had told him like, "Hey, you've been traded," and he's just like. Just stone faced sitting there yeah. in the dugout, like this is really happening. I think like, it was genuinely a surprise to him. Just shock, just yeah. like probably has never been shocked in his life like that. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. So we've we've uh, got Hayden's predictions. We're going to talk about stats for like a, a quick sec because this is something I'm not terribly interested in because <laughs> <laughs> because when I watch baseball, I watch as kind of like a caveman, just like. Oh, he hit the ball. He pitched the ball well. He caught the ball. Like, I don't really dive into, like, stats at all. So where did your obsession with, like, the actual, like, not math side, but, like, just the just being, like, engulfed in, like, the statistics of baseball? Yeah. Coming? So, I mean, so, you know, one of the things I think is when we watch sports, we want to relate to it using what we're good at. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so, so, you know, I stopped playing baseball when I was 11 because I was terrible. Yeah, at yeah. It. And, of course, I, I wasn't interested in it either, really, at the time. Um so when I started paying attention again, I was a I was kind of a numbers kid in school. Um, so I, I related to baseball in, in using the tools I knew how to use, which is I can I know what per, you know I I can understand what it you know meant to take a percentage of this and 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 why that was relevant to how good this player was or you know oh fastball velocity or you know strikeout rate or and line drive rate. <laughs> when I say stats, I don't mean like batting average, ERA, wins, blah, blah, blah. Like, these are, like, the more advanced stats, uh-huh. right? Okay. Wins of war, wins yeah. above replacement. I, explain or... explain to people what war is real fast, because I almost kind of have a problem with it, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't know what war is well, sure, at all. Sure, sure. So, so, but it's one of the stats that, like, 
we're starting to use a lot for stuff, right? Yeah. So, so war stands for wins above replacement. So, so sort of breaking that down is, is the question is when you're trying to measure the value of a player, you want to know given how this player played this year, how much did he help his team win? Right. Yeah. And you'd love to give a number that you'd like to say that because of, of Mike Trout, the angels won this many more games, you know, X number more. Yeah. And so the question is, well, how do you, how do you measure that? Um, and so you can do it as where you say wins above replacement, meaning how much, how many more games do they win with Mike Trout than compared to if they had a triple A scrub yeah, yeah. there instead and a mannequin standing exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> something a little bit better than yeah, a mannequin, yeah. right? You know, so, you know, a human being, but, <laughs> but not Mike Trout. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but the idea, the question is, is, is a player in terms of helping his team win is worth, you know, X number of wins. Now granted, there's lots of ways to go about and calculate that. But the core idea is you just want to get a sense of this player helped his team win this many extra games. And without him, they would have won that many fewer, perhaps. Right. Now granted, there's, there's luck and, and timing involved. But the big question of it is, is, is that allows you to sort of, again, from the business side, maybe put a dollar value on it and say, well, I'm willing to pay, you know, seven, $8 million per win. Right, and so then you can look at a, at a free agent, perhaps, yeah, yeah. and say, okay, well, this this player is likely to be a two-win player. You know, I'm probably going to win two extra games if he's on my team. So, in some sense, I think, well, I'd be willing to pay him fourteen, sixteen, eighteen million dollars uh, for a season, perhaps. What is what is your <laughs> what is the most like lunatic stat that you can think of that we use for something? Like, what is something that like, just like is so just so out there. Ooh, okay, out there. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, so so I'll say lunatic in the sense that it's it's crazy that we can do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so one thing we really in recent years started to care about is is catcher framing. Yeah. So the idea is that a a catcher in baseball can really influence the umpire and whether the umpire calls a ball calls the pitch a ball or a strike. That uh, that an um, that a catcher who holds his glove still or or, or just, or, you know, his body positioning is really solid to give the umpire a good view. You know, if he receives the same pitch as, a, as another catcher, it's more likely to get the strike called. And, and that helps, right? Because yeah. strikes are good for the pitcher and bad for the hitter. And Tony's really good at yeah, this. Tony right? Walters, yeah, Tony Walters, the Rockies awesome. young catcher, is one of the best, you know, you call it catcher framing. So, so it's crazy. You know, the way they do this is they actually track pitch location. And they put up a big, you know, statistical plot of, of you know, given where the pitch was when it passed through the strike zone or near it, what's the probability that that would normally be called a strike? And you could say that pitch is normally called a strike 40% of the time, and Tony Walters got that called a strike. The umpire called it a strike when Tony called it. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to credit him with 60% of a strike because he, 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 <laughs> he bridged the gap from 40% all the way up to 100. Yeah, yeah. And then you can say, well, how much is a strike worth? And you can calculate that, well, every strike is worth, you know, maybe, I don't know exactly what it is. It's, you know, maybe like two-tenths of a run, Right. And then you can say that every run is worth a tenth of a win. Yeah, so yeah. suddenly you can say that Tony Walters, with the way he holds his glove when he catches a pitch, was worth two wins yeah. last year. Something like that. Yeah. What is the, <laughs> what is the most what is the most worthless stat that's not like an advanced analytic? Like what would you say is like something you should just we should just start throwing out? Okay. Well, so the, the first one we should get rid of is absolutely pitcher. I was wins. just gonna say it's yeah. gotta be pitcher. Pitcher wins. wins. Right? It, it 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 is it it's. It's almost better to be ignorant. Yeah, it. It, it's it's a, it's a almost anti knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that like you're 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 almost dumber for being aware yeah. of it. No, I don't mean dumber like intelligence, but like yeah. you're you're worse off knowing it than than it would be to be not aware of it. For someone who doesn't watch a lot of, it's it's kind of the same with like quarterback wins too. Like, sure, I think a lot of people can understand that because it's like the quarterback is like the absolute main like focus of like what's going on on the field. Like, yeah, explain. To some people, why pitcher wins are just so stupid. <laughs> so, so, so just, just for a quick overview, the way that a pitcher is credited with a win in baseball, in, in sort of a summary sense, is that if he, when, when this pitcher exits the game, so when either the game ends or he is replaced by another pitcher, if his team is currently ahead, and if his team goes on to win without having relinquished the lead they had at the time that that pitcher yeah. was in the game, um, that pitcher receives a win. It's pretty, yeah. Pretty basic stuff, right? So, but but the problem is, right? Is is that inva involves so many factors that the pitcher himself can't control. Oh, so, yeah. so if this pitcher is is fortunate enough to play for a team that scores seven runs a game, then he can afford to give up five or six, yeah. right? And 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 <laughs> while, while it's almost stupid to like kind of think about, yeah, like, or Felix Hernandez yeah. who plays for the Mariners who yeah. for the longest time were scoring you know hardly any runs a game, he could be shutting his team out 
or giving up one run, but leaving tied zero zero or down one zero yeah, yeah, yeah. and get the lo- you know, get the loss, even though he by far was one of the best pitchers yeah. in, in the game. What's what do you think is stupider? Pitcher wins or pitcher losses? Because pitcher losses are pretty stupid too. Well, like, they, they, they come they come as a pair. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know that <laughs> it's you an all encompassing stat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, would you you know, would you rather have you know, what's worse about Ebola? Yeah. The you know the the, the bleeding or the or the suffocating? Yeah, it's I just, mean, <laughs> it's what's your what's your favorite advanced stat? I mean, wins above replacements up there just because it's. I mean, it's admittedly a blunt instrument, but it it tells you a lot of what you want to know yeah. as far as like what I care about. Um, but as far as like m- more like a granular one strikeout rate. Yeah. When I look at a pitcher, the first thing I want to know is what percentage of batters does this dude make with? Yeah. And that's why I love John Gray is he gets up there and he's up there at the top of the league in terms of getting guys to swing and miss. And that's just and one that's fun to watch. And two, it turns out that's a good way to not give up runs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so stats are crazy. Like I said, I just like, I, I kind of just, watch baseball as just like a straight like viewer like i love to see cool plays and good pitches and hits and home runs and stuff so i don't really like i don't dive into like stats all that much so like it's fun to have like somebody's opinion who like kind of i mean i'm sure you watch baseball the exact same way but like you're playing like this other game on the side oh yeah no i i admit that 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 a lot especially when i'm watching at home a lot of my games are with my laptop open yeah. to the side, and I'm, you know, and I, I'll, I'll see. What do you, what do you bring? What do you, uh, what are you using as you're like watching the game? So, so first one is is definitely the MLB Game Day because I want to see what was the official. And, and shout out to everyone who knows me. I love to know how hard a pitcher is throwing. Yeah. I want to know what his velocity is. <laughs> so I want to know what was the official radar yeah, gun yeah. reading. And then I probably also got like Fangraphs open, which is my favorite advanced stat site. And is, Stat, got, is Statcast an actual app you can open up? Or well, so Statcast data is incorporated in the okay, game day thing. Go. So like you can see, oh man, he hit that home run at 115 miles an yeah. hour, and it'll tell you. Um, and so those are like the two I'll have open, but. You know, sometimes I'll see like, oh man, Charlie Blackman's hit two home runs today. You know, I wonder, I wonder now how much, how many, how much WAR, how many wins above replacement yeah, yeah. he has now compared to, to yesterday. Okay, well, um, we'll wind down here for a yeah. sec, and um, I'll just hit you with some some rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire right. questions. What is your absolute perfect like end to this like, not not perfect end, but what is your the most believable? like scenario that you can see from the Rockies this season. Like like the combination of realistic obviously, but also like what I want. Obviously to the perfect is like going 162 and oh and then winning the World, Series. The World you, Series. Whatever, right? you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think you know, again, if enough things break right, I could see, you know, the Rockies really surprising everyone, including myself, yeah, yeah. and maybe maybe winning something like 92 games. You know, maybe everybody on the team just plays really well. Um but but on top of that um, in particular, the bullpen could be really good, yeah, and, yeah. and and you know the excitement of it would be to get down into October in a heated you know race for the division title yeah. with the Dodgers and having a you know the the Dodgers finish the Rockies and Dodgers play each other for the last games of the yeah. year, and and the, the most exciting thing would be to have that series matter yeah. for the division title to be on the line and to have Adam Ottavino or Greg Holland come into a close game late and and you know make Corey Seager and Yasiel Puig and Adrian Gonzalez you know look silly. Yeah, yeah. With some sliders. I think my I – w- I just want to see, like, a season where July – like, the the end of June, all of July, and all of August, and September are just, like, they're not the doldrums, dude. Like, oh, yeah. Because baseball is, like, it's so easy to get s- in such a hole so fast that, like – I mean, I'll still watch every game, but it's just, like, none of these games matter at you're, all. You're wa- you're kinda- I want to watch – Important baseball this yeah, year. Yeah, when when they're in the doldrums, it's sort of a hate watch. It's you're, oh oh what well, that's the that's the perfect way to put it. It's it's like I bet Scott Oberg's gonna come and blow <laughs> this game. I just know that Scott Oberg like, will blow you just, this game. You have to watch it because like you want to just be a fan, and it's like it's great to just turn on a baseball game and watch. But like you want to watch important baseball, yep. like from April to October, dude. Absolutely. And I that's I want them to improve. I want to, a wild card would be awesome, but I just want to see like important, exciting baseball all I think, season. I think that I think that there's a really high chance that that's exactly how this year oh, will man, go. Man, I hope so. Yep. Um. Besides another rapid fire. Besides okay. the Rockies, is there is there any other teams that you enjoy watching? So yeah, Broncos. Broncos. Oh, uh, I mean baseball. Sorry. Oh, baseball. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, the Cubs were fun to watch. I mean, and I can understand there's a lot of people who are so frustrated that now they're good. Um. But it's sort of it's exciting to see a young, really good team yeah. just be really good and it win was a cool lot of games. See. 
I I have no love for the Cubs, but I I liked watching Dexter like yeah, it was be good, good to see him know? be good, and and I think the Indians were fun and seeing them in the World Series as well, and that was just an amazing. I World really Series. really wanted the Indians to win, man. I'm, yeah. I'm bummed out they did not pull. Yeah, it off. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, they did blow a three one lead. I, 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 yeah, yeah. A, ga- a game seven for all history. Yeah. Uh, yeah, game game five, six, and seven for all history. Um, what is what is your favorite Rockies Twitter meme right now? Well, right now, besides your brand, like tell the people your brand real fast. Okay, so so my brand is. Greg Reynolds, who the Rockies drafted second overall in 2006 before Evan Longoria. You have to say the whole thing, otherwise it's sort of like Beetlejuice. I don't really um, keep up with – what is Greg Reynolds doing right now? Is he in the league? Um, so I, I can't remember if he's back in the States. So he pitched in Japan for a little while. Um, Which means your career is well, gone. Yeah, it's, sort, it's, sort of, it's sort of like when you're, when you're on the other side of yeah. when people have hopes for you as being in the major leagues. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is where – you know, so, so, so the meme is that – that the Rockies made a mistake when they drafted him, yes. right? And this is for people who don't know that because Evan Longoria is very good. Evan Longoria is really good. <laughs> you know, he's a borderline, perhaps Hall of Famer. And instead of taking him, the Rockies took a guy who ended up having a really poor major league career by major league standards. Um, but you know, part of me, like you know, I feel terrible that 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 here's this human being who's a, a way better athlete than almost any human being who's ever lived. Yeah. And, and as far as I can tell a way cooler dude than I'll ever be. And I'm sort of just like, like taking his, his life's work and, and sort of making it into an, an internet <laughs> joke. And so, so now I hope, I hope that uh, in all that I do, it's now more of sort of like a, an avant garde, you know, expression of the oddities of, yeah, of life yeah. that we find ourselves. But that's yeah. my meme is that, Greg Reynolds. That's his brand. And being that's drafted Hayden's before brand. Evan Longoria. Yeah. So the current meme that's best. Um, I really loved when Matt Hansen on Twitter did the David Dahl, injury tears of, of, you know, the first one was, you know, d- you know, David Dahl's healthy, David Dahl's back is hurt, David Dahl's back is broken, and the last one was David Dahl never even existed. And so that one was, that one was pretty funny. What are some other good uh, Rockies Twitter memes that you could tell the people about? Well, so, so the other one is, is just Coors. Coors is Coors. just – Coors probably reigns supreme. And we can thank friend, friend of the Rockies Twitter – MLB insider Dinger, <laughs> who's a Dodgers fan, for, for he helping made, us um, there. Just a shout-out to, to MLB Dinger right now. Um, he, You should follow. I, I can't think of his um, Twitter at the second. I think it's ATF13ATF. Uh, that's exactly right. But you should follow him because he's a really, really good he, – he has Twitter, like, figured out. He, he does, he's he one has, of those dudes who just, good. like, have – they know what they're doing exactly. on Twitter. So if you're but interested was, in baseball yeah. at all, he's a good follow. I mean, he uh, he was uh, photoshopping Dinger, the Rockies mascot, into like famous just pictures throughout history. Like there's one where he's next to the dudes in Pulp Fiction. Exactly, like, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Say Coors again. He's got he's got Dinger's like Dinger in the middle of like uh, Tiananmen Square, like getting run over by the tank or whatever. Yeah. But he did one where Dinger is helping the soldiers on Iwo Jima yes. hold up the hold flag, up the flag, and it's the Rockies flag. And I want he I got him. I asked him about sending me like the whole file so uh-huh. I can get it like blown up and there like, put up on my apartment put because that picture is so funny. <laughs> so yeah, so Ro- Rocky Sweater is a pretty good place, yeah. uh, you know, and it'll be good this year that we won't all be hate watching. We'll be love watching. Like well, last said, year there yeah. was love watching, yeah. but but more so even this year. We just need some important baseball. So exactly. All right, Hayden, I appreciate you coming on. It's been this is probably the longest conversation because I mean Rockies is something I'm terribly terribly interested in so sure, it was fun to have meandered all over the place but <laughs> it was fun to have you come down thanks Tyler. and talk rocks and give some uh, season predictions um tell some people where to find you online where you live online so so right now i the best place if you well if you want to avoid me do none of these things and i won't blame you if that's the case but if you do are interested you can follow me at at hjr rockies one word all lowercase on twitter and also, I write a little bit for Purple Row, the Rockies blog. I do some stat stuff for them, uh, just a little bit. I uh, probably should be writing more. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Um, and Eric, <laughs> for that matter. Uh, but, yeah, so if you're interested, and, and again, Rockies Twitter is just a fun place. So, yeah. so if you're interested in baseball or Rockies, come hang out. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. I Thanks, appreciate Tyler. it. And there he is. That is my man, Hayden Ringer, coming strong with Rocks Talk. He is an awesome, awesome dude. And like he said, you can follow him on Twitter at HJR Rockies. Also, um, there's a few people involved in that conversation that I think, if you have any interest in uh, baseball, you know, in general, mostly Rockies stuff, you can follow our friend Brian Kilpatrick at, at Purple Row BK. He also runs the site that we talked about called Purple Row. Follow them at Purple Row. And I think we talked about the um, 
the Purple Dinosaur Podcast dudes. Follow them, uh, Tyler and Anthony, at Purple Dinocast on Twitter. And uh, we also mentioned the Rockies Twitter tournament in there. It is actually down to the finals now. It's been a few days since I did that interview with Hayden. But it is, it, um, um, we talked about him as well. His name's Aaron. He, uh, MLB Insider Dinger, they are facing the aforementioned Purple Row in the finals in the Rockies Twitter tournament. I'm sure that'll be up on there pretty soon, so you can vote for the winner of that. I'm not sure what the winner gets. Bragging rights, a big bag of money, free Rockies tickets. Who knows? But it's a big deal to some of us. But anyways, um, I appreciate you guys sticking around for that conversation. Like I said, I did my best to not make it too, quote, baseball is boring for you guys. I hope we Hopefully we um, bounce around enough topics to keep – your interest peaked, and I appreciate you guys sticking around. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler Q in Utah. And uh, go back and listen to the conversations that I've had with Sydney, with Mike, with Greg, with Jacqueline, uh, Spike, and Greg. I know there's a few other I'm missing, but I'm up to 10, 10 episodes now. And I appreciate everyone sticking around every week, stopping by, and um, you know, listening to the podcast. Still super fun to do. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a new guest on for you next week. And, like I said, get your eyes on WrestleMania. Get your eyes on opening day Rockies baseball tomorrow. Even if you're not a Rockies fan, just, you know, watch baseball in general because I think baseball rules and I like talking about it. All right. There's an episode for this week. And, I, like I said, appreciate you guys stopping by. Stay very cool. I'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Cool, very cool, cool, very cool, cool, very cool.